Wade into Wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Happy to be here with you. Today is Wednesday, January 20th. This is the day that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris will take over as the new president and vice president of the United States in place of Donald Trump and Mike Pence. And well, this month has certainly been a challenging one for our country and we wouldn't we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that uh, the events of January 6th at the Capitol, the subsequent impeachment of President Trump, um, and more importantly, the hope that we can begin to heal, begin to be better listeners to each other, and and quite simply realize that at the end of the day, we are still on the same team here. Um, so let's get into this, Ethan, because uh, we're talking about the election of Joe Biden, what that means. This has been something we've had questions about uh, for several uh, months now, leading up to the election. Um What's going to happen to the stock market if Joe Biden wins? We now know he won, and since then, the stock market has continued to rise. Why is that? A lot of it has to do with certainty and uncertainty. You know, we feel like broken records with how often we say that, but it's true. Markets don't like uncertainty. That tends to lead to market volatility. You know, look no further Then March of last year, the pandemic was really starting to take hold. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know how that was going to affect us personally. We didn't know the impact that was going to have on the economy. We just didn't know. We also saw the market go down almost 40% in a little over a month's time. Recently, we had more uncertainty with respect to the election. That's been resolved. At that time, the market didn't know who was going to be the president, who was going to control the Senate and the House, but now we do. The market got clarity, it saw stabilization, and it pushed it to higher levels. Now, there's a couple reasons that push the markets higher. President, well, I'm used to saying President-elect Biden, but today he is President Biden, and Democrats have preached a stronger focus on a greater stimulus package that's that's likely to inject money, more money, into our economy and into our financial system. It also takes all of the pressure off of the Federal Reserve to no longer be the only major tool at our disposal to help spur growth right now. You also have someone in President Biden who has made it very clear that addressing the pandemic is a major priority and that there will be a greater emphasis to bring that to an end. Now, not everything's roses. It's no secret that the new administration will be seeking to increase taxes and regulation. But for now, markets are more focused on more money being pumped into the system, more money getting put into the hands of the American people, and the hope that we can get this pandemic under control to revive our economy back to pre-pandemic levels. Yeah, and I think the uncertainty part's the most important thing there. And when you have a pandemic, there is just uncertainty. There's so much of that. And when there is taxes, there's regulation, 
that's nobody loves that. Nobody wants to pay more in taxes. Right. But that does not lead to the kind of uncertainty that is in play with this pandemic. So some good points, and let's go a step further on this now. Historically, we have seen the best market returns when there's a president from one party and a split Congress. If you go all the way back uh, to 1940 and look at this, meaning the House of Representatives and the Senate controlled by different parties, which makes sense. This is the checks and balances. This is part of what um, what the founding fathers were looking for, that one party or one group would not have the ability to just make rules without being checked from time to time. Nobody has a blank checkbook. And you can imagine why that is something that has led to more favorable returns in the markets. Right Earlier this month, we had the Georgia runoffs, which now we know that the Democrats swept, meaning the Democratic Party now has control of the White House, Senate, and House. The market still responded favorably. And an interesting thing was that as we were coming up to the end of of 2020, you know, one thing that we were seeing is that President Biden had had won the election, but it seemed that markets were favoring the fact that Republicans would still retain control of the Senate. That didn't happen. So did did it surprise you that markets responded favorably with the Democratic sweep? Well, you know, what we have in this case is similar to what we already mentioned, although it was something I was interested in. And I think something sure. a lot of us were watching, especially when we saw a positive result the day after the presidential election in November. The markets did respond favorably to that, but there still was this question of, well, what about Georgia? And in my mind, this is just in my own mind, I thought initially, well, maybe Maybe there'd be a split, but then it then you then I thought, well, no, either the Republicans are going to win both seats or the Democrats are going to win both seats. And I didn't know what would happen, but I think what that has resulted in is that it has given us a greater sense of certainty and that this is what we know. We know that that the Democrats having the ability to control the Senate likely means that there will be greater stimulus coming through. And and I think more importantly, look, both for the stock market, for the economy, just for the state of things right now, in all honesty, um, the most important thing is bringing the pandemic to a halt. Right. Yeah. And, and fostering uh, more unity through through this country. You know, one thing that we've seen a lot of, and it's not, it's not uncommon at all, is that there's an assumption that since the Republican Party is the more conservative of the two party, the one that tends to seek lower taxes. Uh, is it true that the Republican Party is one where the stock market will and tends to perform better in, in if they're in power? Is is that truly the case or is that just something that, that we tend to think in, in our mind? Well, let me ask you a question first is how many times did you get this question or have we had this discussion with people in the last several months? Uh, uh, too many to count. Yeah. And it's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate right. concern. And I think so much of of what leads to that is that you have one, you have each party saying that if the other one wins, the world's ending. Right. Yeah. You have that. So you have that being said, but then, you know, there is a lot that gets picked up in the media and and this drives me nuts and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here when Please you look do. at places like CNBC where 
everything they talk about is about a trade or is about, well, you know, this is, you know, you can buy this here or this looks undervalued. And they do the same thing with politics when they, they are trying to make, well, you know, this is what's going to happen if so-and-so wins. The reality is, is that we don't know. Right. Is that we don't know what is going to happen. One of the things that we can do is go, however, back and look through the course of history and see, well, what has happened? What does the data tell us on which party is in control of the White House, of Congress, and what has that led to in the past? And the reality is, whichever party is in control of the government, it doesn't really matter, and it doesn't matter nearly as much as we have been led to believe it does. But that's not nearly as exciting of a news story. No, not at all. So I get that. We understand that. But the reality is, is that it doesn't matter nearly as much. So now let's look at some data and some context to back that up. There was recently a report released from American Funds that um, it was a mutual fund company that we use. has been around for a long, long time. And it was a good piece because it talked about one of their funds, which is the Investment Company of America, which is a good fund. It's not too aggressive and not too conservative. And bear in mind, this is not a recommendation to buy or sell. This is just, this is a good middle of the road investment, not too hot, not too cold. And this piece shows how it performed over a 10-year period following each election year. So every time there was an election, they looked at the 10 years following that election, going all the way back to 1936. There were 19 periods that, that they measured. All were positive. The 10-year period following each election year since 1936. We're talking 85 years. All positive. Say that again. Just say that again. They were all... All positive. Okay, thank you. You're, you're, I mean, we're talking about a long time. 15 years shy of, of 100 years. Several different presidents. Several different administrations. Franklin Roosevelt, John F. Kennedy... Ronald Reagan, the Bush family, Obama, and plenty of others. Recessions, booms, every kind of market and economy, all positive. And in 15 of the 19 periods, an investment of $10,000 would have more than doubled. 15 of the 19 periods, an investment of $10,000 would have more than doubled. That's, that's significant. So understanding this, which of the two parties has had more periods in time where that $10,000 doubled. If we look at it, nine of those 15 periods, there was a Democratic president. Six were under Republican administrations. This is not to say one is better than the other. The point of this and the point of us illustrating this is to give the idea and the data behind what we are often told by one party does not necessarily mean that it's true and that when it comes to the stock market and sometimes to the economy as well when it comes to the stock market who is in power which party has control who is leading that is not nearly as important and i think the conclusion here that one party is better than the other is the democratic party better than the better for the stock market when the opposite has been what's often thought no the, the simple and, and easy answer is no there's so much else that goes into market returns 
The impact of one president or the other isn't that great. It's instead a willingness of the investor to do a few things that leads to success. A willingness to own quality investments. Not the most exciting. Certainly not the most popular, but quality. And the ability to be patient and refrain from making emotionally charged decisions. Much easier said than done. It is. It is easier said than done. But when you have context, when you have a coach or somebody that can help you through these scenarios, I, I think back to March and April of 2020, 20. Our job at that point with with people that we work with, our, our job was not, hey, buy this and sell this. It changed. It was to listen. Right. It was to provide perspective, to hear when people were afraid and people were understandably considering, well, should I be selling everything? Everything is just going down and down. What should I do? I remember specifically... Uh, a client mentioning to me, and this this is just fresh in my mind, um, uh, that client asked, did you ever think when you went into this job that you would be a psychologist? And I thought, no, but right now that's exactly what my job is. And, and it's really true, which touches on exactly what you just talked about. Yeah, and that leads to then having some time now to look and say, all right, well, that worked out. And it typically does work out throughout the course of history when markets drop significantly. And the reason's always different too, which is why there is no one real recipe to this other than time and patience. And you look at someone like Warren Buffett is considered like the gold standard when people talk about one people that are very wealthy, but also people that are really good investors. And he made 90% of his wealth after the age of 60. Right. And that, what does that tell you? Is that time and patience and the value of compounding interest, something that we will spend more time on at a later date, is what is most important rather than which party is in control of the White House or Congress. So, look, that's all well and good as, as we're working our way through this. We can look at history and, and see what it tells us, but there's always that caveat that... Uh, Historical returns are not an indicator of future performance. And so what about now? Let's come back to 2021. We have a new president and we have a world that is in chaos. Our worlds are are in chaos here in the United States. There's a lot of division. There are a lot of issues that need to be worked through. What are we likely to see in the coming months or the years in terms of how the stock market is going to be impacted? Well, I don't have a crystal ball in my office. I know I've, I've spent plenty of time in yours, and, and unless you have one hidden somewhere, uh, I, I don't believe you do either. But we aren't in the business of making predictions. So in terms of what we're likely to see in the short term, the next six months, the next year, no one knows. Not even Warren Buffett knows. If vaccinations are able to continue and the pandemic is brought under control, that's certainly a positive and likely to, to spur further stabilization in the markets. The same with more stimulus. So there's plenty of indicators that are positive at the current moment. But the markets are forward thinking. So mm-hmm. we need to keep in mind that much of the sentiment we just described has been what we'd call factored in, meaning right. that the market has 
accounted for a lot of what is the news of the day today. And, you know, we've gotten the question, well, what's going to happen uh, at the inauguration? I'm, I'm concerned the market's going to drop. The reality is, is that a market drop today is not going to be because there was a change in who the president is. Right. There would be another circumstance. Often that circumstance is something to do with uncertainty. But it's often factored in. The market is very forward thinking. So there's not a way to tell in the short term. Best best prescription here, you know, cue up the broken record. Own quality investments, have patience, remain from emotionally driven decisions. Those three things are much more likely to predict success than who resides at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue at any given time. Yeah. That has been what we have learned thus far from history that is likely to continue to be the case. So as we wrap this up, we have a new president, despite what we've seen and heard from the past year from each side. We've learned from history and seen over the past several months, this year has indicated the stock market itself is not nearly influenced as much as we are led to believe. And to be honest, at this moment in time, we have greater issues um, than how the stock market is doing based on who the president is. Hopefully we are able to continue to heal and live with empathy, with kindness, with understanding. I know those are all three things that you can improve upon. (laughs) Um, So this is a good place to leave it. Uh, We will be back next week, but for now we are so thankful that you are here to join us on this journey to financial wellness on Wade into Wealth. Contact the Wade Group at wadegroup at brightonsecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade Into Wealth, brought to you by The Wade Group at Brighton Securities.